Welcome to episode 30 of the Point B Podcast. I hope you had a good weekend. Welcome back from it. Uh, maybe not so welcome. I woke up with a, uh, not a headache, just one of those feelings in the middle of my forehead that said, maybe ignore that alarm and <laughs> pretend that you overslept by like, uh, I don't know, eight hours. See you on Tuesday. But uh, no, we are at work today. We are doing the thing and there are people outside my window moving furniture loudly. So <laughs> bear with me. They're working as well. Um, but, uh, before we get into it, I want to, I want to talk to you about black rifle coffee really quickly. Something I haven't mentioned before. You've heard me talk. It's America's freshest cup of coffee. It's a uh, most American cup of coffee you're ever going to drink. Great roast flavors, light, medium, dark roast subscription model. You can get it every month, every other month, whatever you want. Ground, whole bean. You've heard me say all that. What you haven't heard me say is they've actually got the exclusive coffee subscription or ECS. It's all over their social media page. Check them out at Black Rifle Coffee on uh, Instagram, which is really the only social media pro or social media site that I've got any um, energy for. I jumped off of Facebook. My account's still there because I use it to manage business accounts and, and whatnot. But as far as just browsing and looking for content, Instagram is where it's at for me right now. I am going to be trying to jump onto Locals, which is a a startup from Dave Rubin, who is a a comedian. He does a lot of political commentary stuff now. He works with The Blaze. Hilarious dude. um, Strong leftist. And then I guess he saw the light one day and realized, oh, I'm a conservative. And uh, anyways, so if you check out the exclusive coffee subscription, keep in mind uh, it's a very it's a limited batch, so they do a, a a small batch roast of these beans, and they brand the crap out of it. They got it a beautiful bag for it. Uh, this month's or coming month, April twenty twenty one, is Galactic Gunner. I'll let you jump over to the site to look at the the bag for it. It is just epically cool. Uh, past ECS roasts they've had is a Power Llama, <laughs> which is which is a llama uh, somewhere in the desert with a couple of uh, massive guns strapped onto its side. Uh, they've had Midnight Rider, which is looks like some kind of Sasquatch figure riding an elk. Uh, it's hilarious. Flying elk roast. Um, it's awesome. It, it's so cool. It, it's, it's one of those things where it's a company not only doing great things with a great product, but having fun with it and just do, deciding in, in their head, you know, I want to put a freaking llama with a 50 cal strapped to its side on the, on the, the front of a bag of coffee and see what it does. So, well, let's do it. So, uh, check that out. The exclusive coffee subscription. You're going to taste a roast of coffee that very few people will ever taste because it is such an exclusive roast. And then if you are one of the types that likes to nerd out on their coffee, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. Um, but on the website, again, check it out, blackrifflecoffee.com. And uh, if you just on the top, go to coffee, hover over that, and then you'll see a big icon for the ECS of the month. And uh, you can you can see from origin, tasting notes, aroma, body, acidity, region, farm, variety, processing method, growing altitude, and then some kind of a score that they give it. It's amazing. You can geek the crap out of this coffee. So check it out, blackcoffeecoffee.com and uh, sign up for their subscription. And if you are, are a nerd, which I'm almost there, check out the exclusive coffee subscription or ECS. It's 25 bucks a month. And uh, you won't regret that. And then uh, when you're done, America-ing all over <laughs> the uh, Black Half of Coffee website, jump over to Instagram at Cross and Musket and check out our t-shirts. We've got Give Me Puppies or Give Me Death, by far the most popular. Uh, my favorite, the I Am a Friend of God, which is um, 
a design that just it came to me one day and I put it on a t-shirt and I was like, hey, that looks pretty freaking cool. And uh, I'll let you look at that. And then the um, Never Alone design, which is another one that I just sketched out on my iPad one day because I, um, I was reading a story out of the Bible and you know, I was just reading my Bible, you know, doing a good Christian thing. No, uh, well, I'll let you look at it. There's a little Bible verse there at the bottom of the design on the t-shirt and I'll let you look it up and see what you think about it. But uh, again, at Cross and Musket, check out our t-shirts and when you're checking out, use discount code Insta for 20% off. President Trump has refused to wear a mask out of fear he might look foolish. And all it took was a slight decline to make him look foolish. Now we know why he launched his 2016 campaign, Coming Down an Escalator. If it had been a ramp, he'd still be coming down. You know, for a guy who constantly talks about how tough he is, he sure walks like a baby deer on a frozen pond. What is wrong with him? Are we gonna have to get him an acorn stairlift? Acorn one. I watched that and for the first time thought, maybe he does have bone spurs. So I'm gonna tell as many jokes as I can in the time it took Trump to walk down that ramp. You ready? Let's go. Uh, he was just doing an impression of his approval rating. Uh, that was still faster than his response to the coronavirus. That's his audition tape for American Ninja Warrior. It'd be faster if he sat at the top and did a butt scooch down. Tweeting about this ramp incident only draws more attention to it. It's like sending an office-wide email with the subject line, the mustard stain on my shirt today. Final 10 feet, he ran down. He didn't know he did not. And the idea that the ramp was slippery seemed suspect, considering there was not a cloud in the sky. I don't know, maybe some curly fries he had in his pocket fell out and greased the ramp on the way up. Okay, so let me get this straight. The ramp was long, steep, and slippery. It was a slip and slide. Let's see Trump in the final 10-foot dash. There he is. Being careful, and momentum. That wasn't 10 feet. It took longer for me to say the word momentum than it took for him to shamble it. So there you go. There's a late night air quotes comedies attempt at uh, taking down Trump, which if you don't remember, uh, back when uh, President Trump or at the time, President Trump, former President Trump now gave the speech at I think it was a West Point graduation ceremony. And if you were to look at pictures, there was, of course, there's uh, the sandpaper uh, tape, the grip tape going down the ramp and uh, just, you know, strips every now and then. I recently went to a a nature park or, or whatever, some state park in our area. My wife and I went and I was hiking and I was walking down a little little hill and I realized, holy crap, I'm old because I am stutter stepping like I'm 80. <laughs> and and so I watch a video of Donald Trump, the president of the United States walking down a ramp and I see him stutter a little bit at the end, which I mean, he said it was slippery and they're, they're trying to call him out on that because there was not a cloud in the sky. Uh, thanks Jimmy Fallon. Is there no other way for moisture to, uh, to accumulate on a surface when it is outdoors? Um, I don't know. Condensation. Like, Oh, my glass is wet, but it's not raining. What the hell? <laughs> Complete idiot. 
Uh, but let's listen to what they said again about Donald Trump falling, and or not falling. Sorry, uh, Donald Trump stutter stepping. And if you if you just do a quick Google search, go back and look at the news articles that came out of that. Um, obviously, being an audio show, I can't be showing you uh, news articles, but it was you know brings health. Uh, concerns into question is he fit for office and all this stuff and of course then they 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 brought up the whole uh when he drank a, a cup of water a glass of water with two hands you know maybe he's got parkinson's um i'm sorry but what are you saying now and that's the story you know i got a lot of thoughts about this biden thing about biden falling and i've typed and retyped and deleted my notes because now don't get me wrong. The humor on this <laughs> is not lost on me. Um, but I, I want to be very careful because I, I'm trying to see things from the perspective of somebody who might be listening to the show and doesn't believe the way I believe. And I'm trying to think, you know, how do I not give them that excuse to just turn it off and think, well, this guy is obviously, obviously in the bag. So here, here's my attempt at extending that olive branch or ex- extending, uh, letting the, everybody else know exactly how I feel about this situation. So while yes, I see the humor, and and in, if I think any just honest person out there can see this and think, you know, that was that was pretty that was pretty funny. <laughs> you got an old guy falling up, like he didn't fall down the stairs. That would have been traumatizing. Um, like people would have taken a day off of school today to mourn the fact that joe biden fell down some stairs like there'd be safe spaces at freaking berkeley because you know the joe biden fell safe space but no he fell up the stairs which is maybe the most gracious thing you could do to joe biden at this point is just ignore the fact that he fell upstairs uh the fact that he fell period um but what i don't want to do is make light of the situation because while yes visually it's pretty funny and the memes coming out of this i mean all of the major meme pages are jumping on this you got chair force one uh which by the way if you listen to the intro audio was uh, a piece of humor that came out of donald trump stuttering downstairs and yet you're not seeing that from the news media regarding biden when he actually fell up the stairs um but the perspective of the left, I think, is going to be, well, look at this. We ha- You have an old man falling, and the right can do nothing but laugh about it, right? You know, I can see the headline, the right takes glee in Biden falling. Trump supporters overjoyed by... Sorry, not sure if you heard that, but a bunch of dude bros out there just got happy pants for each other. <laughs> Slapping hands, hey, bro. Anyways, um... The right takes glee in Biden falling, that we're just over here laughing about it because it's so hilarious. Because why? Because politics, because he's our political opponent. We think it's hilarious when an old dementia ridden gentleman falls upstairs. This is not funny. I see the humor. Sure. But this is not funny. This is terrifying. Because guess who else saw the president of the United States, the leader of diminishing leadership but yes the leader of the free world the 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 leader of western civilization fell walking upstairs not just once he didn't just catch himself and then turn and wave and like "Ah, i'm good you know like reagan when there was that balloon popping he says "Ah, missed me like that that would have been awesome like if i saw joe biden fall like that and then turn around and be like i'm good or you know couldn't get me or whatever that would have been kind of cool 
would have been kind of a hard-ass move. He, he would have earned his aviators at that point. <laughs> but he didn't do that. He tried to catch himself, failed miserably, and then didn't just trip a third time. He just flat out fell. If you haven't seen the video, I don't know where you've been, but watch the video. Um, and then he, what I'm not seeing a lot of people show is he got to the top of the stairs and then turned and very weak, very weakly um, gave his, his, his salute, his best effort at a strong salute and then turned. And then when he got inside the plane, it was almost like, like, I don't know, like the, like he, he was done parading like, and he, and his shoulders dropped and he's just, he's exhausted. That is not strength. When our enemies, I don't know if you know this, there's people in the world that don't like America. <laughs> like no crap, Sherlock, there's people in America who don't like America, but put that aside we have enemies in the world that want us not only not only to bring us down and 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 to, and to say, uh, you know bring the economy down or or say oh United States didn't be, begin in seventeen seventy six or seventeen eighty seven it started in sixteen nineteen and it's a bunch of racists and all this stuff they don't give a crap about that our enemies in the world want to bring us down to the level of non existence or at least so weak that all we can do is depend on the goods coming out of China, the oil coming out of the Middle East, slash Russia. They, they want us powerless. So when they see us elect a complete failure of a politician, when they see us elect somebody who is older than the guy that the left was just making fun of for being old, when they see us elect somebody that can barely get through a complete sentence without just reading it, and as soon as he gets a little bit behind or ahead of the teleprompter, it's it's squinting eyes and it's uh, uh, he he can't just speak. Now, obviously, Donald Trump can't just speak. He has to speak what the teleprompter says, and then he's got to insert his little ad libs every now and then and let us know exactly what he thinks. I'm okay with that. I'm cool with assholes being assholes in front of live television i'm cool with that what i'm not cool with is somebody who was propped up by the media for the past year as somebody who is not only sane but has all their marbles and is capable of leading the world and then as soon as he's elected you're you're hearing the gaffes the president harris you're hearing a harris administration you're hearing that Vice President Harris is speaking with foreign leaders on the phone instead of President Biden. And you're seeing the guy incapable of just talking and just looking human in front of a podium. You can barely see him walk without seeing just this guy is not well. And I don't want to beat up on him. I'm not beating up on him. I'm beating up on the people that put him into office. Shame on the Democrats for going along with this and saying this guy who obviously is declining mentally. Yeah, let's put that guy in the most difficult job in the world. Let's give that guy the nuclear codes. Oh, wait, no, they've already taken that away from or they're at least talking about it. In favor, I guess, of Kamala Harris. So... I'm going to end up going down a rabbit hole here. I'm sorry. But so why not make Joe Biden the vice president? Why not put Kamala Harris as the president? What they didn't, they didn't think that a strong woman could win the, win the office of the president. They thought they had to put in an old, uh, 
name recognition white guy in and then usher in the vice president like if if the right well whatever this isn't funny this is terrifying the commentary coming from some of our war fighters that i follow you know current and mainly uh, former military those guys are saying this is terrible this is not good from us from a national security standpoint this is what our enemies are seeing. And it's seemingly overnight from Jan 20 to Janu- January 21st. You see people like Putin. You see uh, Xi Jinping. You see actors out of the Middle East suddenly just ballsy when it comes to how they speak about America. I was telling my wife the other day, the, the seeming... Seemingly just flat out disrespect the world has for Joe Biden. The only people who like Joe Biden are the people who voted voted him into office. Everybody else sees him as a complete and utter joke. So the story here is not Joe Biden falling. The story here is the cover-up. The story here is that they're trying to pass this off as just, oh, it's just something that happens. And, and you know, maybe it is. I, I would settle for, oh, it's just something that happens if he fell the one time and then was able to walk upstairs after that. But this isn't just another Joe Biden slip-up. There is something to worry about. And what I'm worried about is the fact that they are so eager to just not talk about it. No uh, Joe Biden falls. No... Joe fell for you. The fact that this was somehow not trending on Twitter, yet every major meme page has at least 20 memes of Joe Biden falling from the Mario Kart throwing bananas and him stepping on them to the Chair Force One, so you know, taking him up the stairs into the plane. I mean, they're all over the place. They're all posting the same ones, and yet it's not trending anywhere. But so let's... Let's listen again to how the media wanted to cover Donald Trump. Final 10 feet, he ran down. He didn't know, he did not. And the idea that the ramp was slippery seems suspect, considering there was not a cloud in the sky. I don't know, maybe some curly fries he had in his pocket fell out and greased the ramp on the way up. Okay, so let me get this straight. The ramp was long, steep, and slippery. It was a slip and slide. Let's see Trump in the final 10-foot dash. There he is. Being careful and momentum. How do they equate that with like, okay, maybe I'm not giving them enough time. Maybe tonight being Monday, we made it through the weekend. Maybe they will come out and make fun of Joe Biden. I kind of hope they don't make fun of him. I hope they're fair about it. But it, it, you know, what would be great to me, and they will never do this, if they played themselves talking about Trump and then just tell their audience, listen. Obviously, we didn't like Trump. Obviously, we like Biden more. But just for the sake of comedic um, consistency, we got to make fun of Joe Biden now. So hold your applause. We're going to do what we got to do here. Like, I'd, I'd have so much respect for something like that. But then they want to try and say, oh, the ramp was slippery and call him out on that. But holy crap, do you realize what they're blaming Joe Biden falling three times? Not no. But Joe Biden falling upwards three times, it was the wind. Like, really? Saying that it was slippery was suspect. 
How has the wind knocked him over any fucking better? It, I, I want to laugh about it, and then I read my own notes, and I get so extremely angry because of how much potential there was in the past four years for us to come together. Even come together in hatred of Donald Trump if he'd actually done things worthy of hatred. I didn't want to like Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I didn't vote for the guy. I wanted him to go into office, be annoying as crap, so conservatives could, could find their testicular fortitude again and realize, oh, this isn't the guy for us. Let's vote somebody in who actually gives a crap about the Constitution. Somebody who's been consistently pro-2A, pro-life pro-America the entire lives. Not Donald Trump, but then what the hell? He got into office and he turned into a freaking conservative. So what now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> but then he ended up doing things that were amazing. Middle East peace deals. Everybody said it couldn't happen. Moved our embassy to Jerusalem. Everybody said it wouldn't happen, or if he did do it, that there'd be World War III. Stepped across the demilitarized zone and shook hands with Kim Jong-un. Everybody said it couldn't happen, or if he tried to do it, World War III. That a president can't go to, into office and be vocally pro-life. Can't do it. You'll, you'll, you'll divide the country. Well, kind of right there. Half the country decided we'd rather have convenience abortions than, uh, than not. There's been virtually zero coverage by the mainstream news on Joe Biden falling. Article came out of The Hill uh, titled, Media Stumbles, Its Bias Shows in Coverage, Covering Biden v. Trump. Com completely accurate. I'm going to read some of the article for you. Sometimes all it takes is a seemingly insignificant incident to show how biased journalists can be. Take Joe Biden's stumble while walking up the steps to Air Force One on Friday. President Biden was on his way to Atlanta when he tripped three times ascending the stairs of Air Force One at Joint Base Andrews in Maryland. The White House blamed it on, quote, wind and said he, quote, left the plane with ease when he arrived in Atlanta. The Daily Mail reports that, as a quote, as of Friday afternoon, the home pages of MSNBC, CBS News, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, and New York Times had no mention of Biden's stumbling incident earlier in the day at Joint Base Andrews. End quote. Can, do you realize Joe, Joe Biden falling versus Trump stutter stepping down the steps? How different those two events are? And in the ways that those two events are completely different, that is not how the, how the mainstream news is reacting. I said that sentence terribly. <laughs> Let me just read the article. Quoting the, the same Hill article, according to various organizations that monitor the media, CNN devoted 15 seconds to the incident and MSNBC about a minute to Joe Biden falling. NBC's Chuck Todd on MSNBC said, We've all run upstairs and had that moment ourselves, and if you haven't, you aren't a human being. Wow. But I, I like how this article approaches it. Fair enough. The fall appeared to be no big deal, and the coverage reflected the insignificance of what happened. I kind of disagree there. I think it's a little bit more coincidental than just, oh, he just stumbled. But let's, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Okay, fine. He just stumbled. Far surpasses stutter stepping down a ramp, wouldn't you say? 
quoting the article still, but compare how the media covered Biden's fall with how they covered Donald Trump's slow walk down a ramp after he delivered a graduation address at West Point in June of 2020. According to the Media Research Center, CNN devoted 22 minutes and 13 seconds to Trump's walk down the ramp, and MSNBC devoted 28 minutes and 42 seconds to the story. And that's completely separate from the late-night comedy uh, shows, air quotes comedy, talking about this. Why so much time? Because it provided liberal news outlets that were no fans of Trump with the opportunity to question his physical and even mental fitness for office. And not only that, but keep in mind, this is June of 2020. They're already attacking him over uh, his handling of the coronavirus. They're already attacking him over the handling of the economy. They're ignoring all the, 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 the successes that he made on the economy. Lowest unemployment in decades. Lowest unemployment for minorities, and I think in recorded history. Again, things that we can unite behind. Instead, they spent their time on him stutter-stepping down a ramp. So, I don't, I don't need to talk anymore about the, the bias and the hypocrisy of the media. Like that, That's not what I'm here to do anymore. I've said enough about it. But this legitimately concerns me, because everybody who was not a fan of Joe Biden, and even many people who were fans of Joe Biden, have been calling this for months. He is not fit for office. This is a Trojan horse. Kamala Harris will be president. I was saying that they were going to at least take it through midterms. And then probably like mid-2022 is when you'll start seeing, oh, Joe Biden's getting sick, whatever. And then Kamala Harris steps in. At this rate, how, how can they maintain any sort of integrity and any sort of respect in public opinion without taking Joe Biden out. And obviously not taking him out. You know, they're not going to get Jason Bourne. No, I'm saying they're going to they're going to start questioning his mental fitness and then he's you know, he's going to catch a flu or something. They're going to be like, "Oh, he's not able to be president anymore." All hail Kamala Harris. So, that's where we're going to end up and I think much much sooner than anybody even thought, definitely much sooner than I thought. Uh moving on, well before I move on, I want to uh, bring up something that, that I use for the show, um, and I've been taking notes for a segment that I want to do about if you want to start your own podcast. One thing is just having a clear, organized way to read the news and follow back up with news articles. The, the best way I have found was with Apple News. I have an Apple News subscription. I love it. Um, and you can save stories, link to them, whatever. The not so good part is Apple News is obviously run by Apple, which is no friend of small conservative outlets like The Blaze or Daily Wire. Many conservative outlets aren't even on there. And that I don't know if that's Apple's fault or if that's just, you know, the conservative media outlet doesn't want to be on Apple News. I don't know. But it is super handy to be able to go through articles on an iPad or on your phone, whatever. Um, but then aside from that, uh, you do have to to search specifically for the blaze, you know, to get blaze articles, and so it's kind of a um, hit or miss there. But when it comes to to reading what is being put out there for for mo- what most people are reading, you know, you're going to get the Huff Post, the Washington Post, the New York Post, the LA Times. You're going to get all of those, the CNNs, MSNBCs, of course, and you're going to see what everybody else is reading, and then you can stack that up against whatever else you're reading or whatever other facts that you've come across through talk radio or or Fox news or whatever, 
And you can kind of see like, wow, this is why we are so divided because we're not even reading the same facts anymore. It's amazing. I bring that up to, to make mention of this new story coming out from, of course, the election. And there was this supposed phone call where well, there was a phone call between Trump and the Georgia Secretary of State. And what the media jumped on right away is basically there was a, uh, a nameless whistleblower there who came out and said that that conversation included the language, find the fraud, and that if, you f- if that person had found the fraud, that they would be a hero to the country. So I could play the montage here. I don't want to do it, though, because we're running out of time. Um, you could listen to that montage, and it is every single mainstream news outlet saying that Donald Trump wanted them to find the fraud, that you know, if you can find the fraud, that will make things really good for you. And people, that, that did, a, it was a massive, massive hatchet job against not only Donald Trump, but anybody who Donald Trump endorsed in Georgia. So it had very huge ramifications for the election because, of course, if you, well, if you don't know, Georgia, the, the Senate runoff there is what f- essentially not flipped the Senate, but now we got a tie in the Senate. And when you got a tie, the vice president, of course, Kamala Harris, would be the tiebreaker. And so essentially flipped the Senate from Republican control to a Democrat tiebreak, which is which is huge when you're talking about um, passing bills that the president is putting out there or passing bills that the House is putting out there. And so it's very consequential as far as policy creation goes. And then what they came and found out was that actually those quotes are false. Donald Trump didn't say find the fraud. Donald Trump, he did use language that if you know if you're being fair, it maybe kind of alluded to that. But the language was very different from just find the fraud to, you know, it's definitely out there. I think if you look into this, you're gonna find plenty of fraud. And I think you're gonna see that what we've been saying, the 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 maybe not mass voter fraud. But the fact that there is voter fraud out there, I think you're going to see that if you look into it. It's that type of language. And and yet they, they get by, and this is what the media does. They put out a story, uh, anonymous sources, no links within the content for you to, to fact check them. They, they basically say, hey, just trust us. This is true. But then this is what happens when we just trust. This is what happens with nameless sources. This is what happens with faceless whistleblowers is they get to put a story out there. They get to to create a narrative, fabricate a story. Everybody reads it. Everybody picks sides. And then down the road, they'll amend it and say, well, actually, we came across these facts and everything we just said is not actually true. But, you know, is there going to be now be a story about the retraction of a story? Well, in most cases, no. Just like with Biden falling, the media is going to be largely silent on this. And in the articles that I did read, like this Washington Post article, basically said, yeah, we lied, but you get the gist of what Donald Trump said. Like We, we didn't lie about um, what we were accusing him of. We just, you know, our source got the quote wrong, which is, is not true because I'm trying to think of a very good example. Well, we saw that with uh, them claiming that Donald Trump had had this phone call where he quid pro quo with Ukraine saying, hey, give me some dirt on Biden and uh, we'll make things good for you. When in fact, it was the complete opposite. Joe Biden bragged about 
quid pro quoing with Ukraine back when he was vice president under Obama. And, and the media is just completely silent on the other half of the story. Uh, it, they leave it up to us to, f- to find the story ourselves, yet they have no problem feeding us the breadcrumbs to get us to follow them down that specific narrative and hopefully vote accordingly. So those are the two things I wanted to bring to you from the weekend. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. I've got plenty already set up for Friday. So I don't know, we might end up having a midweek update or something here uh, this week because I just got everything from um, this new spending bill that's now coming out of the White House talking about $3 trillion for uh well, not only they're calling it an infrastructure spending bill, but what infrastructure essentially means is pork. It's just everything's going to get put in there. And it, it, people used to say you know, we used to be able to come together on infrastructure bills, and that was a uniting. There'd be a bipartisan effort for infrastructure. That's because infrastructure used to mean building bridges and repairing roads, and that's their justification. Look, our roads are falling apart. Our bridges are dilapidated. The prior administration, blah blah blah. But that's not the case here. This infrastructure bill includes climate change initiatives, universal pre-kinder, and drug pricing issues. I'm having trouble finding the infrastructure. Where's the the roads? Where's the bridges? Now they'll say climate change. Yeah, we need to put more money out there so people can get solar panels. We need to put more more money out there so people can build uh, charging stations for their electric cars and all that type of stuff. They just spent $1.9 trillion on a COVID relief package, of which only $500 billion was direct payments to the people who are suffering through this pandemic. And now they're going to trump $1.9 trillion with $3 trillion in spending that has nothing to do with the plight of the average American. Do you feel screwed yet? Do you feel screwed out of your own money? Do you feel screwed when you send an asshole like Joe Biden into presidential office and then realize this dude's not capable to make a Subway sandwich? If Joe Biden was making your Subway sandwich, you'd get to the end of the line and realize, oh, oh hey, hey, bro, I asked for some uh, onions. Oh, no, that, that was supposed to be American cheese, not Swiss. Oh, yeah, I need some of that uh, some of that ranch. You put mayonnaise. Yeah, sorry. Actually, could you just remake that again? Actually, hey, could you go get that dude picking his nose in the kitchen back there? Because I think he could do a better job than you're doing right now. That's what we just did. That's what the American people just voted into office is a complete imbecile. Somebody who has no idea what he is doing. And if he knew what he was doing, he would have done it 40-something years ago. That's all I got to say about that. I don't want to keep bashing Joe Biden. I'm sure he's a lovely dude. I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure I'd love to have a beer with the guy, you know, just sit down and really, Joe, how the heck are you? <laughs> Anyways, I want y'all to have a good week. I want y'all to be positive about these things. Um, something I'm going to bring to you Friday that I'll introduce. Actually, you know, screw it. I'm going to say it here because we ended this one early, which means I got plenty of time. That's like, you know, when your wife comes back, says, look how much money I saved you. It was a 25% off sale. We saved so much money. Well, no, really, honey, if you just hadn't spent any of that money, we'd have a lot more money than 25%. Uh, $0 is still less than 25% of $100, but I digress. Um, so now, since we've got the time, if you go back to the hero episode that we did um, way back when, I mean, I don't even know what episode that was. 
episode four, The Time of the Hero. Listen to that one. I thought that was a good episode, but I mean, they're all good, right? No, I don't know. According to my, 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 my mama, my mama said. Um, so one of the things I talked about in episode four, The Time of the Hero, was that these heroes, these these giants, the Rush Limbaugh's and the Sean Hannity's and the, the Ted Cruz's and the Rand Paul's and the people out there who we, we look to to say, hey, protect us from this onslaught of leftist uh, activity. They're getting tired and that we need to become the heroes. And while I think the, the, the worldly sentiment of that might still be true, listening to the sermon out of my church on Sunday, um, the pastor was talking about you know, looking around for a hero to save us and you know, save, say the things that we, need, that we need or we want to hear. If we're looking for that person, we're, we need not to be looking around us. We need to be looking up. I think I was wrong when I said that we need to replace the old heroes by becoming the heroes. That's not, that's not it. We need to look to the only hero who can fix a situation this messed up. Because a thought that I had over the weekend was, yes, we are united. Yes, we agree on so much. But it's not what we agree on, agree on anymore. The issue is what we disagree on. And what we disagree on would not require further explaining or more facts about the situation. Some things, yes, but the real hard issues, the abortion, taxation, small versus large government, climate change, energy, these big things that mean the success or failure of a nation, they would really require more of a change of heart for us to be reconciled with each other. And, you know, there's, there's a few things that I can do well. I can wash dishes pretty well. I can put away a large pepperoni pizza, hot and ready. I can put that away pretty quick. I can shit talk on social media with the best of them. What I cannot do is change somebody's heart. Like, I will never side with that person who is okay with sacrificing the life of a child to the altar of convenience. I'll just never be able to jump on board with that. I want to kind of concede at times to rape and incest. But even then, it's like, man, there's so many stories of people. I was raped and I had a child and I love this child. I don't see my rapist when I look at my child. I see my child because I love that kid. Came out of me. I've seen those stories. I've seen the adoption stories. I've seen the, yeah, I was told my child had Down syndrome and that I should consider abortion. I didn't. And they're the love of my life now. I love personal freedom. I love personal responsibility. If, you, if, if we can't be reconciled without a change of heart, then we need to stop looking to the politicians and to the talk show hosts and the comedians. We need to be looking to the only one, the only individual, the only being capable of changing and softening hearts. And that's God. That's it. That's that's the bottom line. Anybody else, myself included, we're only going to mess it up more. If there's an issue of people's hearts, if there's an issue of us being able to see each other as human and just love each other, if it's impossible for somebody from a, from a state other than Texas or Mississippi to look at Governor Abbott lifting a mask mandate and say, he just wants to kill old people, you've placed politics at such a, an elevated position in your heart that you're willing to bet that another human being just hates enough people that he just wants them all dead. And you can really believe that. Then that's a heart issue. And no amount of talking or hypothesizing or commentating or 
sharing of facts and citing sources, nothing is going to change another person's heart other, other than God. And, and I mean, that's my belief. Others out there would say, you know, finding themselves or becoming enlightened or going on a spiritual journey or whatever it is. You'll never be reconciled to your fellow human until you're reconciled with humanity in general. And the only way to love another person unconditionally is by following the model of the one who loves us unconditionally. So I will leave it there. We'll talk a little bit more about that maybe on Friday. Like I said, I got plenty for you. So come back to us on Friday for your Friday debrief. I will get you out of here a whole 17 minutes early. You're welcome. Take that to the bank. Have a great week. Stay positive. Be kind to each other and use those opportunities on social media when you could be snarky to instead extend an olive branch of, hey, you're being kind of a dick. No, I'm just kidding. You're being, you know, we're, we're fighting. We're going back and forth. What is What has led you to this point of just being so aggravated? Because I'll tell you what's led me there. I feel powerless. I feel voiceless at times. And whatever that conversation needs to look like, have those conversations. Don't be an asshole. Love each other. And I'll see you back here on Friday. Take care. Take care.